because we haven't been here in two weeks. And I just want to address that quick and say that that's my fault, It's, but it's really on the schedule. I'm going to blame the schedule completely and take none of the blame because we were in the California trip and Zach and Dakota were on Central East Coast time. That was impossible. And then New York trip, also impossible. Blaming the schedule. Completely and totally blame the schedule. You guys have anything to blame? Don't blame yourselves, but blame something else. I think the best part was when the one day we were trying to go through the days that we could do it, two people would be good, and then one person would be like, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, and we we couldn't even come close to finding a day that worked. I mean, it, it was literally just like game times were messed up too. Like if Chicago played a day game, Ian's like, oh, let's do it after the game. And me and Zach are like, uh, well, we play at 7 o'clock tonight. And then, yeah, and Dakota was an hour behind me, so it, it was a mess. We did – I did have a situation yesterday where I got a phone call from Zach at, like, 9 p.m. Oh, it was later. It was uh, – actually, 9.30 Central? Yeah, I think it was, like, 11 on my time. And I thought if he was calling me at that hour that he had been arrested or had, like, committed a murder and needed a place to hide the body. I was so confused. And I, then I tried to call him. I tried to call him back, and he didn't answer me. Honestly, it was like a crazy. Hap, you might be who I call to hide a body. You got some connections out there that you might be able to help us out a little bit, yeah. keep it under the rug. It's a good point. And he texted me back, and he's like, "Did you commit murder? Like, what's up?" And I, I, I lost it. It was really funny. What was it? What did you call him about? Just wanted to chop it up a little bit. Just wanted to chop it up, but I had my brother's engagement party, so I was. I was uh, in the middle of festivities. Ooh, a little Chris Happ engagement party. Nice. Yeah. It's good for everybody. I think we should start because we've been gone for... Say Arietta and Rizzo are not here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> asked Arietta again today. I like to ask Arietta every... Whenever we record, whether it's Sunday or Monday, like day of. Just be like, hey, you want to become the podcast tonight? And every time he's like, you have to give me some kind of warning. But then every time he also says... We're gonna do it, and it's gonna be great. So, what about so, your what about your your friend Anthony? Uh, Anthony's an idiot. I tried to I tried to get him to come on. Um, we we when the games in, in New York, we drove to the park every day because Anthony doesn't like the bus stop and go in New York, so we take a rental car to the field. I mean. Does the car just go through the traffic? Does it not have to go? Well, stop he's or? driving the car, so he feels more comfortable. Oh, and so okay. I navigated for him for four days. And I tried to, on that second to last day on Wednesday, I tried to get him to do the podcast in the car. I was like, let's just, we'll just, record, we'll just zoom in the car and then make it into a podcast episode. And he said no. But I thought that was a great idea. I thought that would have been pretty entertaining. That would have been good. How was New York? Was New York awesome? Yeah, it's a great trip. It was a tough, we've had a tough, tough schedule because we had the West Coast trip, which is always difficult. And then we only came home for three days, which is ridiculous. 
You don't even unpack. You don't even unpack. So we came on the West Coast, three days at home, and then immediately get on a plane and go to New York. But we also had the rare Saturday night, Sunday night, night game at Wrigley. So we had Saturday night Fox, Sunday night baseball. Um, and then we got on the plane Sunday night, get into New York at like four in the morning. Then we have night game, night game, night game, night game, four night games, four night games in New York with a night getaway day back to Chicago at 3.30, 4am, which is just, should be illegal. Or you should pay guys extra. It should be like when you go to the Little League World Series, you should get paid extra for having a night getaway day because it's ridiculous. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Getting into the next city at 3, 4, 5 in the morning, you're just a zombie. It's like a, it's like a two- or three-day recovery. And it's not healthy to sleep from 4 a.m. till noon. It's not a healthy lifestyle. Dakota's good at it. Oh, I've been better this year. Actually, I go to bed at like one and wake up at nine thirty. You do, you do wake up a little bit earlier. For everybody out there, Dakota and I still have our snap streak, so I know when he wakes up. It's every morning. What's the so number? I beat you the other day. I texted or I snapped you first the other day. Yeah, rare. I needed. I needed a mental day. What's the number at? Uh, I got it. It is one thousand five hundred and forty-six. Wow. This goes back to Instructs in 2016. I wonder if any of our listeners have a similar streak or can beat yours. I'm it, sure. it, it was Instructs of 2016, right? Yep. Like five years? Yep. That's special. Ian, speaking of New York, Ian, I had a request to ask you, is the Grom as advertised? Ooh. Listen. Hey, you guys got him out of the game, though, in three innings. Nice job. We did. Yeah, we got him. Uh, goat is, <laughs> that's the first time I'd faced him. I never, they never let me face him before. It's the first time I faced him and it, he's, he's sitting a hundred. The thing is he's sitting a hundred and I felt like I saw the heater. Okay. And let me say that the first called strike was a fucking ball. And I knew it was a fucking ball. Yep. I looked back at the umpire and I wanted to look him straight in the face and say, this guy's got a fucking 0.5. He's punching tickets left and right. He's on a hundred. You can't help him. Okay. You can't help him. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm not even joking that I, if you say that, that all those are true points. What can the umpire say? Seriously. What's he going to say? Like, whoa. Like you cannot help him. It's plate to plate, corner to corner. Nothing more. Nothing more. We had one the other night. We had one the other night. Adam Morgan was pitching, and, like, he went up to the ump after the inning. He goes, hey, where was that first pitch at? He goes, yeah, I missed that. That was a strike. And I'm just like, I can't, I like when umps are honest, but at the same time, I'm like, well, don't miss it then. Like, what do you, what do you mean you missed it? I'd rather than be honest. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, why Like, why do you miss it then? Like, why would you jump to the call think, then? Like, think about human. it. Human, brother. They're human. But don't jump to it. Like, think about it then. Like, take your time and call ball or strike if that will get me a strike call. But then if you, hes- if you hesitate – the other the other dugout freaks out. See, so do it every time. Just always be the guy that like takes a step back and then calls it. Yeah. Observe it over the catcher. Like, yeah, it looked pretty good to me. That's I think if I was the ump, that's what I would do. Go, uh, strike. <laughs> All right, Ian. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. So he's throwing a hundred, and honestly, I felt like I saw the first two heaters pretty well because he threw me a ball off the plate in called a strike, 
So I was like, this is ridiculous. And then he threw me a heater and he kind of like threw it out over and I fouled it off. But it was like down the left field line, you know, just into the stand. So I was like, all right, I think I saw that pretty well. I'm toast. <laughs> that oh. is the worst walk back to the fucking batter's box. Oh, two. Okay. I'm out. Yeah. So it's O2 and I'm like, he's going to, you know, you have to respect a hundred, but he's probably, and they had only the day before Walker had only thrown me a heater. So I was like, all right, then, so he snaps off a 92 mile an hour slider. I see it. Well, just like spit, take it like, Oh, it's like, yeah, I'm nasty. Then he throws me another one. And I think I check swung, but held it. And then he threw me another one. I fouled off. And so I think it's two, two. Um, and I was like, he's throwing me three straight, four straight sliders. Like he has to throw a heater. Throws a hundred. Ripped another 90 mile an hour. This one was like more curveballish, but they actually did on Pitching Ninja. I was the victim of a. Was it the tunnel? Yeah. I was going to say that was was, so fucked. It came out of the perfect spot for that low and in fastball as you saw three, four, four pitches before. Yeah. So he had already thrown me that heater and then he ripped the. 90 mile an hour slider off at the same and it's like that was like a curve i went like really dove but yeah and then he got me to check swing like an idiot and i was pissed because like it when you're facing him you if you check swing like that it shouldn't be a strike it should be like i tried not to swing i'm just he's throwing 102 i tried not to swing like it's a ball so Obviously, you want the dugout vibes to be positive, especially when you're facing somebody like that. But do you, we're all we're all human. We all see what's going on. Do you get in the dugout? Do you just like, I mean, we have no chance. I don't think it's that we have no chance. Like he punched, he did punch out. He faced nine guys, punched out eight. If yeah. that's if that's good, but it was more like it was more like if we're gonna win this game, it's gonna be two nothing or you know yeah. two to one like one nothing like we're not gonna when you face him you're probably not gonna score a bunch of runs so you know you're trying to get him out early because he had thrown like 45 pitches in three innings or maybe more than 50 so we were kind of at least if he stays in that game we get a chance to get his pitch count up but there was a point when we were walking out I think for the third or the fourth where I was like I saw six or seven pitches there, boys. Like, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> not too shabby. I was I was watching on the Mets broadcast, shout out home team. Um, and they kept showing, like, he was wincing or, like, grimacing and something. And they kept saying, you know, something's not right. Something's not right. And they were all kind of on the top step, the um, coaching staff for the Mets. And the whole inning, he was still sitting 98 to 99. Mm-hmm. Like the whole inning. Yeah, Jay Hay and I were sitting next to each other during the third. And we were talking to each other. And we're like, he's he's coming out. Like he's not because he was, you know, taking his time between pitches. He was trying feeling for it. But it's but then he's still throwing ninety nine with the banger punching tickets. So it was like Dakota, I'm no I'm no trainer, but if you're out there and you're taking your sweet old time between pitches and you go like this few times and you look out and no one's coming to get you you're a little pissed uh not coming out to get you but like hey asking hey are you okay it's such a gray area because like for me personally like 
unless I can't throw the baseball, like, I don't want you to take me out of the game. For sure. But at the same time, like, that's where you kind of need your, like, staff to see, like, okay, clearly something's wrong. Like, DeGrom doesn't want to come out, but for the Bennett or, like, the future of his career, possibly rest of the season, like, we need to get him out of there and make sure everything's okay. Right. And it sucks because you can't, like, it's not like his VLO dropped to 95. He was still literally sitting 99. So it's like, Okay, he's fine. You know, he might just be tired, but at the same time, you're like, at least take him out and visit and say, "Hey, brother, you're all right." Like, yeah, we can. I mean, and he had come out of his last start, and we knew that going in, right? But obviously, they were well aware that something could be an issue. Did anything come out? I, I haven't. Yeah, seen. he was fine. He got another. He got imaging done again, and it's clean. He might have to take a start or two, but he's scared of the Cubbies. <sighs> Not after punching eight and nine. What do you mean? You guys made him work. We might have been no. in danger of the Kerry Wood game if if that's what I was. That's yeah. Eight and nine. Uh, we'll be right back to this episode of the Compound after this quick word from DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. Listen to the crazy offer they're giving you this week DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits that's right pick any basketball team that is still in contention bet $1 and if that team wins you win $100 in site credits don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball hockey so much more all the sports they got you on everything you want DraftKings is safe secure reliable you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code COMPOUND when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code COMPOUND. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Wager paid out and site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Can we talk about, since we last recorded, all of this sticky stuff has come out and we have to touch on it. Shout out to our guys, Cespedes Barbecue. You know those guys? Our guys? Oh, yeah. They're huge fans. Yeah. They and win. they do wonders for the social media of MLB. Like promoting guys, like no names, like any great play, any great story behind somebody. I really appreciate it. I think it's awesome. They're fantastic. They get went and got tubs of spider tack. And we're like explaining it and like showing that literally like that you can put the ball and it'll just stick on their fingers. It was really good. But seeing some of the spin rate drops across the league is hilarious. Dakota, you saw the tweet I sent you, right? Yeah, like the spin rate once it like all came out. With but the it's cor- with the correlations of the two. It's like stuff like I saw like on ESPN or something. It said like it's MLB's like worst kept secret. Like like hit like half. I'm like you've known for years pit pitchers use sticky stuff. Like they have forever. Yeah, everybody's known it. It's just, I think everybody's, that's the issue. Like, everybody's known that it's there. Hitters have been pissed about it. 
but been illegal and nobody was enforcing it i think i think literally what happened was pitchers would use it like sunscreen rosin's been for years like i guarantee in the 50s they were using sunscreen rosin but i think once it turned into oh this can help with spin rate and help our like people used to do it just for grip like i use it just for grip like i use sunscreen rosin to grip the baseball when it's super hot or super cold and which as a hitter i appreciate that's what I literally like if it's 30 degrees, the the ball in your hand is literally a marble. Like oh, there yeah. is no possible way with nothing. Like it's not safe for a pitcher yeah. to throw a baseball in 30 degree weather. But if you um, felt if you felt the sticky of sunscreen, like if any person on the street felt the mixture of sunscreen and rosin on a pitcher's arm, like they would they'd be fine. They wouldn't be like it's it's not that sticky. Right, and, and I'm pretty one, sure it came out that said, like, sunscreen and rosin doesn't manipulate spin rate either. No, exactly. That's the one when they came out, the MLB, with all their rulings. That was the one that I think was the biggest, like, wait a second. You're right. telling me, one, I can't put sunscreen on my arm? You can't tell me that. Two, like, with the rosin bag, I can't touch the rosin bag on my arm? Like, right. that's just, like, a natural concoction, I guess. That like, well, And that's the whole point of rosin is to limit sweat. So if you put it on your arm... Right. And you have sunscreen you, on your arm. Right. Yeah, to stop the sweat from running under your hands. But I understand. I've never like even felt the spider tack stuff. Like I've never even like put it on my fingers. Like even just what it felt like. That stuff is actually like I don't know how I'd let go of the baseball. I don't think. I think that's kind of blown out of proportion. I don't know one person, unless I'm wrong, that uses spider. I I haven't seen spider tack. I have seen it. And felt it it's fucking ridiculous it's absurd. Oh, it's, it's literally like glue it's, it's quite literally I glue. I, i've seen pelican and like other concoctions but like spider tack uh, i feel like wow. spider tack's oh, way up above pelican yeah. even like spider tack's like you can't let go of the baseball like i don't under, i don't know how guy, well so like on a baseball like this like you would see guys would be ripping like there wouldn't be there'd yeah. be like a, a finger mark and there would be like the the uh, actual leather would be ripped off the ball. But I don't know how guys I don't know how guys use that stuff and don't get blisters. Like I would think it would rip the skin off your fingers. The they worst do. is when you're up there and you hear the like off yeah, off of the ball and you're just like, How am I supposed to do this? How? I think it's good for the long term of the game. I think it'll make the game better. I think the offense will return to normal levels. Pitching is still the best it's ever been. Guys are still throwing as hard as they ever have, but I think the hitting will start to normalize a little bit. Uh, and I think that it, it, the enforcing the rules and having a level playing field is going to be good for all competition. I will say, um, Ian, I don't, I'm guessing you saw it. Uh, what glass now said. Yeah. I 100% agree with what he said, though. I 100% agree that that could factor into his injury. Because if you think about it, and he described it, I loved how candid he was, like, just straight up, like, yes, I use sunscreen rosin. When you grip a baseball, like, a certain way for years, and then all of a sudden he has to put it deeper in his hand, he's not using, like, his bicep and tricep muscles as much. He's literally using his forearm muscles because it's so deep in the grip that it makes sense to me that that would cause an elbow injury if you haven't held it that deep in your hand to all of a sudden do it for a hundred pitches in a game. My, my thing is this though, 
it's been documented that you can't doctor the baseball. So it's like, you're, so now you're not letting me cheat. So I was like, you were letting me cheat before, but now you're not letting me cheat. I didn't like how the MLB midseason said, hey, pitchers, learn to throw a new way. Like, right. that's going to cause we injuries. Knew, like, we even, knew this was a problem for yeah. years. But, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Not even, like, the cheating part of it, just the safety of the pitcher. Like, guys are going to get hurt now because they have to learn to throw a baseball a completely different way. Yeah, I think my problem with it is why – why does it always take a public scandal yeah. or like the, you know, a writer or, a, you know, show coming out and saying something like, why, why does it have to be picked up by national media and fans for it to become something that needs to be changed? There's always been a rule of the game. It's always been illegal to put substances on the ball. Like they could have been cleaned up, could have been cleaned up years ago, but it also could have been cleaned up in the off season fairly easily. It just wasn't a priority. Like you said, Bauer said this years ago, and everyone's like, "Oh, shut up!" Like he said it. In, he said it in eighteen, right? And it's like, uh, and of course, you know, he's using it now because he's like, "Fuck! If no one's gonna, if no one's gonna enforce it, I'm fucking doing it too, and I'm gonna get paid." Yeah, same reason Bonds didn't want to sit out of the home run race. Like, right? like I don't like. Yeah, it sucks for the game, you know, but like, I don't blame him. Blame, it's hard, yeah, it's hard to blame the guy when he, you know, wins a Cy Young and. I think the only thing I would have changed about what the MLB did is I think they should have came out with like, they should have personally, I think they should have just said sunscreen and rosin is okay. If they scientifically have proved that doesn't increase spin rate because yep. you can't just say like nothing at all. Like, cause the fact of the matter is like pitchers aren't just going to go out there bare hand now all of a sudden, like and throw in a hundred degree heat. Like that's just not possible. How we were talking about before, how the guys are going to get checked when they come in, in the games. Like, bring out – if they only say sunscreen and rosin, bring out fucking sunscreen with you and say, hey, hey, young, like, this is what I'm doing. Watch me do it, and I'm putting everything on it right here. This is all you got. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. I think the issue was that they didn't want to put the umpires in a place where they would have to determine what it is. They're in, they're in a shitty place. I was talking to an ump today. They literally have to check – every inning or every time a new pitcher comes in you're checking and that's on them and like on our them. manager said it's their, like hey it's their discretion right and our manager said hey i'm not going to be the one to call somebody out unless they call us out first and it's like that's solely on the umpires yeah okay before we move on we have a new sponsor i don't know if you guys know about this because i just found out about it but we have a new sponsor and our new sponsor <laughs> is manscaped i am you a guys Huge fan of Manscaped. You're a Manscaped guy? Yes. Dakota? Uh, I have never used the product, but I've heard good things. Okay. Well, Manscaped, we have a code, Compound, that you can use for 20% off. They obsess over their technology developments, provide the best tools for the grooming experience, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And we have this 20% off code with free shipping. It's Compound at manscaped.com they sent me a couple packages they probably should have sent you guys packages too kind of messed up i don't know i'm not going to call them out there our new sponsor but they've been sending me a couple things to the field for the last month or so and one of them was a nose hair trimmer and i don't have excessive nose hair but I, rossi was walking around the clubhouse and he was like what'd you get i was like do you want this nose hair trimmer he was like oh he was so pumped like oh yeah all in. And he, he's opened it right away and started like walking back to his office. trimming his nose <laughs> So I don't think there's a better uh, 
person to ask about Manscaped than Sir David Ross. I I don't get nose hair either. But I had this sitting in my uh, in my room right here. This Manscaped. It's some gel and some and a razor thing. So twenty percent off the compound Manscaped compound. Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off. Free shipping. Compound. Code. Use it. Compound. Manscaped. Compound. Ian. What? Can I get a Nico update? Yeah, I'd love to give you a Nico update. Nick the sneak. He's feeling good. Uh, he, I don't know that he's straight line sprinting yet, but uh, he's running a lot of stairs. He's taking BP on the field, um, moving pretty well. It's just that you know, hamstring is a slow thing. He, I know he wants to be back uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, he had he had his mind on a couple different trips. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say too much of his business, but he had his mind on a trip that uh, it doesn't look like he'll be back for that he's sad about. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be soon. Or but the, you know the thing is like you start getting out there and like feeling good, but you can't push it because it's a hamstring. And but everyone wants to rush you back, so it's a tough thing of like you want to be back and the trainers like want to take it slow and then the coaches want you to be back and you have to bounce it because if you get hurt again it sucks if there's a worse sitter than me it's him he's a bad he's in the dugout every day he's in the dugout with a glove yep usually it's just his glove but he'll also like walk down the stairs and like get a bat and like just be doing his move he's a bad sitter is he is he gonna have to uh Rehab stint? Yeah, he'll be an eye cub for a little bit. Let's go. That'll be his fucking first time, right? That's that was the main reason I wanted an update to know when I would get to see him. That'll be what? His first what? First time as an eye cub. Triple H. Oh yeah, because he came up as a South Bendian. Uh how's how's my guy Martini doing? Martini's the man, dude. He uh Cole Stewart was telling us today that when Martini cleared waivers, like Rossi came into the clubhouse and told you guys, and everybody was like fired up that he was back with fired the Cubs. Everybody was – actually, it was today. Uh, we were uh, – Riz and I were getting ready in the weight room, and he called Rossi in. So Rossi was walking by. He's like, Rossi. He was like – he's like, go tell the front office what our record is since Martini left. I think we're like 500 since he left. Him and Wisdom – him and wisdom together are an unreal dynamic too. They are, yeah, they are hilarious. Martini is, he's a morale guy. He's, we had we had a rain out rain delay today. <laughs> Martini's walking around the locker room. I don't give a fuck when we play. I'll play at fucking two a.m. We're beating the fuck out of these guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he is unbelievable, dude. He's he would so be a great guest. We should have him on. He, uh, our hitting coach, was telling him like. Like to wait to like get his fastball, like wait to hit the fastball, and he goes, "Got through before fucking splitters. I didn't get any fucking fastballs." <laughs> have you have you talked to him much? I told him when he was up here, I was like, "You got to get Mechas out of his shell and start wearing him out." Because you guys had two locker rooms, right? Yeah, no, I've talked to him more. Like we were just in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was all one locker room. He's dude, he's fucking hilarious. I I haven't like talked to him a ton, but every time I have, he's doing something funny. He's a gem. He's a gem. He would have fit in really good on the uh, 2019 iCubs. Oh, yeah. I was telling Zach about him the other day, too. Dakota, you should have had Descalzo come on. 
Oh, we did just play against the scouts. So I, uh, I got him to pop up when I faced him and I saw him the next day and I went up and talked to him. He goes, you got my fucking number, man. He goes, I just can't hit you. I'm like, I threw him a change up. I was like, well, I'm not throwing fastballs in India. I've seen what you do to those. I was like, you got to know I'm throwing everything away. He's such a good dude. No heater for Descalso. He's the GOAT. Baseball, I'd like to talk uh, just uh, for a second about all these guys that have 20-plus pumps already. <laughs> Otani's got 20-plus pumps. Schwarber hit, has hit five pumps in two days. Shout out to – 13 innings, uh, he has five homers. Yeah, shout out to a friend of the podcast, Schwarber. He's got 18 now, 18 pumps. Uh, Juval just hit uh, 100 pumps against us in two days. Uh, Vladdy Jr., 20 plus Tatis, 20 plus, and you missed time. <laughs> how how good is it for the game of baseball that Vlad and Tatis are head and head for the home run? It's amazing. And it's great for MLB's social media because they don't have to do much work. Yeah. They just show time and Vladdy and Tatis, and we're good. It's great. It's great until IHA catches them. He said, let's go. We're get, we'll get hot. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. It's coming. I had to text Zach the other day and tell me rakes. You, you sent me a video of my first hit in the show. Yeah. Because I saw, I saw he was scuffling a little bit. He had two tough games in a row. Let's try like six. I literally get done with a game, Zach. I get done with our game, and the first thing I do is go on the MLB app and check the Toledo Mudhens. Hey, did you, check, did you check the Mudhens today by chance? I saw your homer. I, I didn't want to fluff you up too much. I, I'm, I'm more of a pick you up when you're down, not fluff you when you're up. Not just the homer. That. Not just the homer. You know, the, the single, the walk, the run scored. I fluffed him. Hap, I did jinx Zach, though. I was talking to Zach last Saturday, and I said something like, man, like, you haven't made, like, any errors yet this year, have you? He's like, I got two, and, like, he knew exactly what happened. Within the next three games, he made three errors. Why would you do that? I literally text him. I go, those are all on me. They don't count. Uh, wipe them from the record the That's one fun. was so avoidable too I, I literally just like i didn't laugh but i was just like i mean that's never gonna happen again i was playing third and i had like a one hopper to me if i had just had a brain i could have walked the ball over to first base and i tried to be a fucking asshole that i am and threw it from here <laughs> and it went basically into the stands and it was just like what are we doing was the was the pitcher today like two two to home like because you stole a bag and <laughs> You're not the fastest. Let's be honest here. You're not slow. You're not fast. Jeez. You're not a. I run a four-one to a four-three to first base. Thank you're you. You're not a threat on the bases though. Because I don't feel anymore. I got my confidence taken away from me in high A. Yeah, that's it. Happens. Catchers get so much better. I had uh, my best jump of the year today. Lefty first move had the bag, and I've and I've felt really uncomfortable on the bases, especially since I did my ribs because I couldn't dive back to first, and then I got really skittish, and. I great jump and I slid in. I didn't, I thought like he's taken first. It was first move, first or second pitch. It was like, he's going to take. And I slid in and I looked up and the, he hit like a swinging bunt dribbler. And I was like, fuck, I had the bag to that point. Hey, Dakota, guess what? What? There was not even a throw on my bag today. Yeah, yeah exactly. How slow is this guy? Not to even a fucking throw. How slow was he to home? A one, two, five. Great jump. I'm a one, one to home. You wouldn't steal on me. You're a fucking one, one. My I am a one, one to home. I swear to God. Good. I'm just going to make you balk. I'm just going to walk to first. You should never pick then. 
Couldn't be me. I don't. I hate picking. I only pick if the catcher calls it. And no I do tip. like the I do no like the half ass, like just kind of throw it over there. Like, all right, I threw it over. Now give me the ball. I write that one down on the scouting report for the Mudheads. Yeah. Go ahead. I mix up my times really. I'm basically John Lester, just mixing up the times. You're right. You're a right-handed Lester. Yeah. Part of me hopes I don't face you, so I can just scream ridiculous, ludicrous shit from the dugout. I we already talked about it. When I see you, I'm going to start laughing. Oh. I'm going to have to step off as soon as you walk into the box because I'll start laughing. When's the matchup? I don't know. I think it's like in a month. Uh, it's middle of July. It's like two, three series. It's like four. Yeah, it's like a month away. July 11th. Yeah. Um, Ian. Yep. How about shout out to friend of the pod also, Millsy. Five shutty today. That was sick to see. Sick to see. Build him back up to be a starter. He came out five innings. Did a great job of pitching around a little bit of trouble. Love to see it. Dumper looked good. Didn't Kimbrell move to like, what was it? Did he move to like ninth all time or something like that? Did I hear that ninth right? Ninth all time. You got to give a shout out. Craig Kimbrell just broke 10th all time and then ninth all time saves. Sneak it up on a thousand strikeouts. He breaks a new record every day. So it's kind of like, hey, Craig, you broke another record. But he's the best to ever do it. It's it's fun to watch. That's exactly how Miggy is. Whenever he gets a hit, the whole dugout's like, ball. It's like, what is this? What did he break today? Yeah. He, he did something. 50. Uh, also, a little quick Craig story, and then we're wrapping this up. Craig used to walk out to a different song, and then he had his daughter was born, uh, and his daughter's had a little bit of health issues, but she's good now. She's wonderful. And he changed his walkout song to Sweet Child of Mine, and it's that was I think that was years ago, but it's electric. I remember when he, his first game with the Cubs, I was rehabbing in Arizona and they had it on in the weight room and they didn't go to commercial. And it was just like, a, okay, we're going to the field for Craig Kimbrell's first save appearance. And there was no talking or anything, just a crowd in that song. It was so sick to watch that. The, the, with the craziness at Wrigley right now and him being really, really good, the whole crowd sing Sweet Child of Mine as he's warming up. And it's bonkers. Electric. He's 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 a he's up there on the top walkout charts. Riz's Riz's walkout's great. Um, another quick story before we go, Jock. So um, the closer for the Mets, Diaz. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, he has an amazing walkout, an unbelievable walkout, and it's this like trumpet theme. It it's called a. You should put it into this if we won't get copyrighted. You should put it into this um, episode at the end because it's that good. It's called. Uh... Oh God, I gotta find it. Speaking of walk-ups, when I went to Wrigley for your game, you were great until the one song came on and it was Basura. What's it? What was it? I don't know. Some techno house thing, and it was. You don't like techno house music, guy? Hey, I'm Ian, more. I like yours no matter what. I don't even know what they are. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, it's called Narco by Blaster Jacks. Okay. Narco Blaster Jacks. It has this amazing trumpet. And he comes in. Diaz comes in out of the pen. And the whole crowd starts going crazy. And then Mr. and Mrs. Met are, they have actual trumpets. And they're in the stands with the trumpets. 
And it's, it's amazing. So we got home and Jock didn't tell anybody, but his first at bat to start the game, he used this walkout and the whole dugout went crazy and we're clapping. Like, and then he hit a homer on the second pitch. No way. Laser homer, second pitch. Does he still use it then? Oh yeah. He used it every other bat. Zach listens to this amazing song. I was going to say, I love that Zach's listening to it right now. So I know we haven't been on in a couple weeks. We have big compound news. Sad. I would say it's not, it's not like big news. It's sad news. It's sad. Yeah. Sad compound news. But also happy because one of our, our first bird is flying the nest. <laughs> so, nice, job. nice job, guys. Nice work. Yeah. Inter Nora is moving on from the compound. She is graduating college. She's going into the real world. And uh, with everything that we're doing with John Boy, she's taking her next step, uh, which is sad because first intern, first employee of the compound, uh, amazing job that she did. She literally did our entire social. Like we would still not have a Twitter or an Instagram if it wasn't for her. And now we have thousands of followers on both platforms. Um, and she's absolutely incredible. And we're going to miss her a lot. When she sent that long message the other day, as soon as I started reading it, I knew exactly where it was going. And I was like, ah, that's sad. I, I, I was a little emotional. I'll be honest with you. I was a little emotional. I, it honestly brought me back to like when, how we started it all, just like sitting in the theater room at the compound. And I was just like, who the fuck would have thought that we would have had a, an intern for a decent amount of time. The thing was, too, we all texted back to her response, like saying, like, good luck and all that. And it took like five hours for her respond. And we were like, does she hate us? Like the whole I, time I she didn't was say like, anything. We're like, she might hate us. This is like, she's like, I'm so glad to be done with these guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like sick and tired of this intern shit. No, but yeah. she was so good at like, I feel like early on, like, obviously she was getting the feel for it. And then like, she just kind of took the reins social media wise like without her yeah we wouldn't like it, we might have had an account it would have had a post it literally the post would have only been like oh new episode and that would have been horrible did, i didn't even i would just go to twitter one day and i'm like what the hell did we tweet and it was just mm -hmm. like a sick like a gif or something and it was just like oh nora is on top of it she did all those all the rankings yeah she did everything and she made it fun and got the audience and the fans involved and like all the giveaways, all that was completely her. Um, and she ran those really well. So we will miss her a lot, but she's on to bigger and better things. If she needs a letter of recommendation, she better come to the compound. That's and that's what we told her. We said anything, anything you need. And hopefully, uh, you know, she'll be in baseball for a long time because she that's what she wants to do. She's yeah, she's she's the go. Huge thank you to Nora. Yes. Everyone, everyone tweet at would, yep. the compound accounts. Thank you, Nora. And then make an obvious shirt. Thank you, Nora. And then everybody at Wrigley wears thank you, Nora shirts. After And then after the game, they go to Benny's. And then she sings the seventh inning Bison stretch. Oh, Nora, seventh inning stretch? She deserves it. I'll tell you that. Wow. Ian Chills. Chills. First pitch, seventh inning stretch, Nora. <laughs> Sing the national anthem. We'll get you to do all of it. Legendary. All right. Find your find your screen time. Uh, my screen time has got to be just really high. We had a rain delay and a four-hour bus trip. It's going to be 
Oh, what? That's not that bad at all. Well, is it 11 there or 12? No, it's only 11. What is it? Come on. Oh, 452. Ooh. That's, that's no chance. I'm 335. We, we played, we played cards on the bus. We played cards on the bus, so that helped. I'm 335, and you guys can't give me shit. No. You both had a game today. I also had Kinda. a three-hour bus ride where I did not play cards. Don't care. Dax is going to be like seven. It's going to be eight plus. I'm looking. Hang on. I'm saying eight eighteen. Oh, fuck. God damn it, Zach. You have one bag in the big leagues this year? Yeah, I was against the Brewers. Oops. You only have one, two. Could have had two today. Seven hours and 20 minutes. That's not bad. No, it's not. Especially with a three-hour bus ride. Ugh. Yeah. That's 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 okay. I, I give you, you a pass. Are... No. And I'm literally at 12 o'clock. You guys are Ian. fanatics. Ian, for a little bit, though, on the bus, the first hour of the bus, I watched a little bit of Harry Potter or the Phoenix. Ooh. Don't mind if I do. That's episode 65. <laughs> 60-something of the Compound Podcast. Hey, Thanks whoa, for being whoa, back with whoa, us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Presented by Parse Rum. Thank you very much. Presented by Parse Rum. Also, big news on Obvious Shirts. They got a, a physical location, going to open a storefront. Big deal. Uh, pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about Obvious Shirts. Mills was wearing a Manscaped. dumper shirt after he finished up his start. Go get your Parse. I have Manscaped. been told by Parse. I'm going to put this in the next episode. I've been told by Parse that they just restocked all of the binnies in Chicago, and they wanted me to tell you guys that they did that because you bought so much that they got bought out. So, mother load. Make them do this it was again. literally the words. Mother load shipment restored. Make them do it again. Make them do it again. Plant a whole forest in you Columbia. Won't. I bet you you won't. I bet you you won't make them do it again. That's episode something of the Compound Podcast Bye. presented by Parse Rum. Good night. <laughs>